Hi, my friends. Welcome to the Pretty Young and Motivated podcast. I really feel like I need to film a consistent, I always say film, record a consistent intro for the podcast, but, you know, always bringing my authentic self to the table. So here we are doing it before or after every episode I record. Um, But I'm super excited about today's episode. I sit down with one of my PYM girls, Stephanie, who I absolutely adore because she always shares vulnerably and I love that and we love that here on PYM. And today we're talking about friendships and really just having those uncomfortable conversations with our friends and cultivating a positive, energetic circle of women or friends in general. Guys, I'm really bad at these intros, so please bear with me. Let's get to the episode. Hello, welcome to the Pretty Young and Motivated podcast. Hello, thanks for having me. Of course. So since you're one of my PYM girls, why don't you give a little bit of a background on yourself and what you do in your life and maybe share why you're part of PYM and like what you want your message to be. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so right now I'm working as, um, a case manager over at CMH. So it's community of mental health. Um, I work with adults with pretty severe mental illness, um, kind of go in the homes, provide therapy, link them to services, provide transportation, or if you saw the Instagram story today, help them move. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I, I kind of found my passion, like working with people and just kind of really helping them to feel like they're not alone. Um, So that kind of like brings me into why I decided to join PYM. Um, I had kind of sent you, Alyssa, the um, one of the first blogs that I had wrote after my mom passed last year. And I was really just looking to be able to help somebody else to feel like they're not alone. Um, I know in that time, I felt really alone and I couldn't relate to anybody. So my whole goal with PYM is to just be able to provide a steady hand, um, to provide uh, positivity, um, share my story, kind of be like raw and authentic, because I feel like we don't get that a lot. And just to be a voice for those people who aren't necessarily as comfortable talking about their grief or talking about their depression like I am. Absolutely. And I love that. And I'm so happy that you're part of the group because you do bring that mentality and strength that I think is so important to share with people. And not everybody can just like vulnerably share their story, especially about losing a parent. So I love that you're on the team and you're able to share your real story because even though it's a struggle and it feels hard for you, I know it's definitely helping other people. So I'm just happy that you're part of the PYM girls. Well, thank you. So today we're going to talk about friendship because Stephanie and I have had some conversations about how we've lost a lot of friends and we constantly feel like outsiders when it comes to friend groups. For me personally, I've always felt like I've never had a a friend group. Like sure, I've known a lot of people or I was friends with a lot of different people, but I don't have like one friend group. And I often feel like as an outsider, even in like groups of women, even though that's really weird because I run PYM and people are like, what? I'm always feeling like an outsider, like I don't always connect or don't always relate. Um, so yeah, we wanted to dive into that topic because as we started the conversation, we wanted, you know, one, know that we're not alone in that feeling, but also if you're the kind of girl that's an outsider 
and feels that way, like you're, you're not the only one and we're here with you. <laughs> so I guess my first question to kick it off and we can both kind of answer, but I'll let you go first. What does friendship mean to you and what does a good friend look like to you? Yeah. Um, so I would say the biggest thing for friendship for me is kind of just friends are a family that you choose. Um, so they're accepting you at your good days and they're also accepting you at your bad days. Um, a lot of times, like we, when we talk about losing friends, we kind of feel like it's all on us and that we did something wrong. Mm -hmm. But in reality, like a good friendship is okay, your day is really tough right now. Okay, you're going through this really rough time. I'm here for you. I'm here to sit here and listen with you. And I might not be able to relate to what you're going through, but I'm here to let you know that you're not alone and that I can be like an ear for somebody to listen to. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I love that because I feel like that's something as I'm, I'm growing up, I'm learning about friends, like definitely in college and like going through that. I was like, wow, I wish I had a lot of friends. Like, I want a huge group of friends and, you know, X, Y, Z, what I thought was like the perfect kind of friends, like having a bunch of friends. Um, but I definitely think it's better to have like a few really great friends that have your back through thick and thin rather than, you know, all these random people that aren't actually going to be there for you when some something happens or when you're going through a hard time to like lift you up and, you know, even to like checking myself of like being a good friend has been something I've worked on. Um, they think it's easy to fall into that, I guess, like, feel like you're, you're like, oh, you want this from them. But like, are you actually, you know, it's a two way street, I guess, is the best way to put it. Yeah, definitely. And I, I feel like I'm always kind of that friend who reaches out first and invites people to do things and kind of gets people together. Um, and then sometimes it's not reciprocated for some of us too, you know? Yeah, I have this, um, I'm going to try to like come up with a name of it for it on the spot, but like good enoughness that I always try to be in like all my relationships, especially friendships. Um, I opened up this past weekend at the PYM retreat, so we won't get too deep into it, but I feel like in the past few years and throughout college and, and now even in my life, I've struggled with friendships and I've constantly felt like I've gotten shut out in those friendships. And it's because I'm always trying to like do the most and I want people to stay in my life like that I like. I'm like, okay, they're my friend. I love them. They're, they're great to be around. So I try really hard to make that relationship work by giving like more and more, trying to give them gifts, trying to like be over the top. Um, but it's not always a great thing because it's like I'd rather have a true friend that appreciates that and reciprocates that than me overdoing it all the time for someone who can't even like text me back or have an adult conversation with me about our friendship. Um, so that's something I, as I kind of was saying, like I'm working on even just like accepting when somebody doesn't like me or um, is like in a different place in their life, but also accepting that like I deserve to have good friends. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I think it's hard to accept the fact of like, sometimes people just don't like us. And that's mm -hmm. a hard pill for me to swallow. Because <laughs> I mean, we want to be liked, and we want to be included. Like, that's just a part of like, who we are as human beings. Um, but sometimes those relationships do come up, and you have to kind of work on yourself and some of those insecurities you might have with just Sometimes people don't mesh well together and sometimes yeah. they just don't like you. 
I don't remember which book I read it in or read it in. So I feel bad like saying the quote, but there was a quote in there that, yeah, it's like a hard pill to swallow, but it's okay for people not to like you. And yeah, as you said, as humans, that's really hard. And then I'm going to throw the astrology card out there and be like, as a Libra, like when people don't like me, I'm like, okay, but like, why? (laughs) And it's not like coming from a vain place. It's just like, (laughs) I want to be continuously better. And I'm always trying to be this like great person. So when people don't like me, I'm like, okay, like, what can I do better? Please give me constructive feedback to like be a better person. But sometimes it's just like, you know, as you were touching on, it's not always you in the relationship. And a lot of times, you know, we're going through things that maybe even we haven't spoke to our friends about, or we don't feel comfortable about. And so maybe it's not you, it's something that person's dealing with, or maybe they're jealous or intimidated. And instead of having a conversation about it, they're, they'd rather leave the relationship or cut you off or ghost you as a friend, rather than be like, Hey, you know what, I've just felt intimidated by how great you're doing. And I'm not doing this in my life. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that's another thing that's hard. And I think that leads into one of my things of just like losing friends and like thinking over the past couple of years when I have felt like I've lost friends, a lot of it comes from bad communication. So I don't know if there's like a tip you want to take from this episode. I just think communication is so important. And, you know, I've made my mistakes even in like bad communication and maybe texting something rather than calling. And then Mm -hmm. that comes off like negatively. Um, So I don't know. I think communication is a huge part of friendship like it's not just for our romantic relationships (laughs) that's what I was gonna say yeah I I think like friendships are kind of like a relationship in a sense like it takes communication it takes trust and I mean it takes loyalty too and those are a lot of things that sometimes when one of those is easier to just walk away um to kind of protect your heart or um like me, I don't do very well with confrontation. I absolutely hate it. And I will, I'm the same person. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I will end like a friendship before I actually confront somebody about what's really bothering me. (laughs) Yeah. And I feel that, or I'll let things like build up and I'll let them like treat me like shit, honestly. And then like, Mm -hmm. I'll be upset later and be like, Oh, well, I never told them that they were like bothering me or doing this thing because I just want them to like, I just want to keep the keep it civil, I guess, is the best way to put it. So keep the peace. Yeah. But um, so I don't know, I guess, like we I asked, like, what you think a good friend is, but even just like in your current circle now, what do you see as like a good, good friends or a good friend or example? I mean, you don't have to give names necessarily. um, But what would you like describe a good friend circle? Like what, like, what should that feel like, in your opinion? Um, I kind of like how like even at our event this weekend, um, we all kind of have a common interest, we have a common goal, and we're all just cheering each other on. I think as women, as men, as people in general, anytime somebody's being successful and working towards their goal, even if it's baby steps, or if some people take a giant leap and uh, achieve something, we should really be rooting for one another and cheering them on being their biggest cheerleader. And I don't know, I think there's just something like really empowering about that with pushing your friends to be successful and also being there when they do um, like backtrack or when they're faced with these instances where they're not succeeding. And um, obviously communication is super important and um I don't know I would I would probably just say the biggest thing for me is 
just rooting for the other person. Um, yeah. Cause a lot of times our jealousy kind of gets in the way and um, like I could give you the perfect example. Um, so last December, one of my friends had called, uh, she FaceTimed me and she let me know that she was engaged and I was super excited for her. Um, and my other friend had just graduated with her master's that day. Well, that day for me was my mom's memorial service. And so I had to check a little bit of that jealousy there. I'm like, oh my goodness, like they have so many good things going on. I'm saying goodbye to my mom, but I'm like, no, these are good things for these people that I love and I want them to be happy. And even when my life isn't like in perfect condition or anything, um, I'm still rooting for those people to do better, you know, and I'm still cheering for their accomplishments and still sharing that happiness too. Yeah. And like, I like that you point that out because honestly, I think that takes a lot of self-awareness to even like identify your wrongs and in any relationship, but like even specifically with friends, because it's so easy to just make, take like the easy road of saying like, Oh, like I'm going to kind of be a bitch to them now because you know, they're doing good. And even though they, you know, I should be happy for them. I'm indirectly like spewing my own story because that's what I'm going through. Um, So Mm -hmm. I feel like it's very one strong and two self-aware to be like, okay, like they can still be on their path killing it, even if today is a bad day for me. Um, And, you know, I think that support should still be like reciprocated back, like that they should be, you know, there for you on that specific day. Um, even with their successes, but it's definitely a, like a gray area to get into with friendship because you want to be excited for people. But if things like aren't happening for you or like it's a bad day or a bad year, whatever it is, um, it's hard to see see that like light for other people. Um, but it's also like, I mean, I think even just in our current society, I always come back to this point, but like even with social media, it's so hard not to compare. Um, it's like always put in our face. But I think we just have to remind ourselves that like just because somebody else is at that level or doing that thing doesn't mean you won't or doesn't mean you won't get there. Um, And like everybody walks a different path. So just because that's exciting for them, I mean, sure, on a surface level, it might be what you want. um, But it's definitely like everybody has their own different things. You know, who knows, maybe another day they're having a bad day and you get engaged or you, you know, have this great accomplishment or success. So I think it's just putting that balance in your head and honestly coming down to like self-awareness to be able to even like call that out. Um, yeah. And I, I mean, I, I relate to, cause I'll say her name because we, she podcasted with me too, but my friend <laughs> Reagan, um, we were cheerleaders together at Grand Valley. And I feel like we even went through an instance of that because I became very jealous of her because she was always getting stunting time. And truly that had nothing to do with her personally. <laughs> It was more so that I was just jealous that she was getting the attention and the like critiques to be a better stunter. And I was feeling like I was left in the dust. Um, And that caused a rift in our friendship like back then. And I feel like I wasn't mature enough to just like have a conversation with her and be like, hey, I'm feeling this way. Like now into our 20s, we've definitely discussed it and like been on the same page. But it's hard to like realize that in yourself and actually like stop your jealousy because it's I think it is a human reaction or a human feeling to like feel that way about something that's happening when you're like feel like you're lacking um but yeah it's, it takes a lot of self-awareness to even just be like hey 
I'm not being very cool right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, check it at the door. Yeah. But, I mean, it brings up a good point. Like, um, I don't know if you've ever seen, like, the picture, the memes going around about the two different flowers. And one flower is, like, fully bloomed and has these beautiful petals and is absolutely beautiful. And the other one is much smaller and it hasn't blossomed, like, just to its full t- potential yet. And um, the smaller flower had said something to the bigger flower, and the bigger flower says, we are different flowers. Like, Mm -hmm. you're all going to bloom differently. Our lives are going to look different because, unfortunately, we can't help what happens to us. Um, Because, believe me, if I could, I I would change a lot. (laughs) But Yeah, Um, actually, you just reminded me of my, like, all-time favorite quote. I think I shared it at the retreat. I've shared this, like, a thousand times because it's one of my favorite things when it comes to comparison. I think in this sense, it's talking about, like, attraction. But it says, just because you don't look like somebody who you think is attractive doesn't mean you aren't attractive. Flowers are pretty, but so are sunsets, and they're nothing alike. Ooh, I like that a lot. Yeah, I, like, reshare it, like, every year on Facebook. I'm like, hey, still my favorite quote. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I just love that instance because like, once again, you can be in a different path or like, honestly, a completely different life or socioeconomic class or anything. But just because somebody's life looks perfect, it definitely doesn't mean it is or like, it looks beautiful or it looks like it's going well. You know, everybody has their highs and lows that we don't always see the lows and, you know, we don't always see the highs either. So, but yeah. You got to check yourself, I guess, is the best way, (laughs) best tip from it. But it's not that it's easier said than done, like, as is anything in life. It really is. And, I mean, some days we'll come up short with it and we'll be like, wow, like, I I really do need to, like, think about that moving forward. And, I mean, it's okay to have, like, that jealousy or it's okay to be feeling sad about where you're at in life compared to other people. But moving forward, how can we kind of change that? Like, what's going to help you to, I mean, the ultimate goal, be a better person. Right. Yeah. I'm like backtracking, but I had this quote earlier from two, like when we were talking about, you know, being in good or bad friendships or like reciprocating the same energy. And it actually comes from like an analogy of like dating. But I feel like it once again, it's like dating in a friendship still, like you have to like evaluate it and really think about your own values. Um, But it's just like, if you feel indifferent about the relationship, or you don't know where you stand with someone, like that should just be enough to tell you that like, you probably aren't that good of a friend, or they're either not that good of a friend, or it's probably not that good of a relationship. Um, Because I feel like you should never be in this place of like, hmm, do they like me? Like, are things going feel about me? Or how is that when we hung out? Like, I feel like you should just be okay with it. Like, I don't wonder if my friend Reagan likes me, or I don't wonder if like, I don't know the people, even the PYM girls. I mean, we had the conversation about it, but like, it's still, you know, there was a lot of new girls, but even my longer term friends, it's like, you have to question if they like you or you're worried about what they're thinking. Like, I just feel like if you're indifferent about it, that's a sign right there that maybe it's a not so great friendship, Mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. And it does. And yeah, it goes kind of hand in hand back to the relationships and like, you're not trying to stay with somebody in a, a romantic relationship if you're questioning whether or not they really like you. Um, So it kind of goes for the same as friendships, you know? Definitely. And yeah, and like, I guess I I never answered the question of like what I see as like a good friend, but I definitely like, as I've been saying, like, I feel like I've become, become more self-aware of like the kind of people I want in my life. And like, 
cultivating my circle to be that and and feel good and I just definitely think like you should be around people that energize you like there's that quote that's like surround yourself with people that feel like sunshine but like that's so true because I think it's really hard to be positive or even like do what you want to do in your life if the people in your circle aren't understanding or listening like I guess I just am even thinking I'm trying like I think while I'm like doing these so I just (laughs) throw ideas around but um like so for example I'm just going to use it because it's what I know like people supporting PYM like if there's a somebody that's just like not in the realm they don't understand it they don't get it like that's probably not someone I want in my circle like they don't have to be obsessed with it they don't have to be to the degree that I am but you know that is my passion and that's what I'm excited about and the people in your circle should energize you to like do those things and motivate you towards your dreams and your goals um, rather than like inhibit you from doing them or make you feel small. Um, I just feel like a healthy friend circle feels like there's space for you. Like there should never be like an overshadow. Like it's very equal and everybody's doing their own thing, killing it, but everybody's also equally supportive of that. And it's not like, Oh, well this person's doing this. And like, I feel small, like there should just be space for you to blossom as there should be for your friends like in that circle 100 percent. and I mean it's especially hard when you get so many personalities together but that's why it's important to like find those friends where your personalities are sim- similar um to be able to have like those real raw authentic conversations you know where you can just unplug and you can talk about like the major things in your life um and you can be completely authentic with that person and not have to hide any part of yourself yeah and I love that that um as well because I think it's so important yeah like you can go out with your friends and like do the most go to parties or go out to dinner and like do all those surface level type things and they're like oh we're friends um but I think it's also important to be able to have those conversations and like I mean thank you for vulnerably sharing about your mom but like even talking about hard things like that like even if you feel alone, it's good to know you have people there that like have your back and are going to support you through that, like the best that they can. Um, And I mean, I I guess that's like an extreme example, but it is still like they should be there through a drunken night, but they should also be there for you through like the vulnerable things that aren't easy to talk about um, and, and just hear you out with that. Because I think that's what makes up a really good friend and a good circle um, is to be able to like, Get you a friend that can do both. (laughs) I guess is the best way to put it. Um, And then, like, just the fact of nobody's mind readers. Like, we don't know what's going on in other people's lives. And if we don't have those those conversations and we're not aware of what's going on with the other person, then we can't help them to grow. And we can't be there for them because, unfortunately, we wouldn't know if we didn't have those conversations. Um, yeah, I mean, and it's hard. It's definitely hard to have those conversations. And I've, I've worked on myself to kind of push through it, even though it gives me like a lot of anxiety. Um, but for the most part, people have been like really accepting of it and like opening up with the PYM girls this weekend. Um, just letting people know like what page I was on. So if you're having an off day, like check in with those friends, um, if you're like a little bit more irritable that day, then you can kind of pinpoint what might be bothering them and then you can kind of better help them. Yeah. And like, 
even just to touch on the point, I mean, she, I've known of Maddie. Um, <laughs> I just like love her after this weekend because like she called me yeah. out, but I think it's an important piece because like your friends should call you out like in a healthy way. Um, and I feel like everybody could have stayed silent there and let me like negative self-talk, but she was kind of like, why are you doing that? And I was like, oh shit, you're right. Like I am. And so I also feel like that's a good trait to have. Like your friends should be on your side, like not just to like let you bypass and talk negatively and like even your self-doubt or your dreams or whatever. Like it's important how you talk to yourself. And I think it's really awesome to have friends that correct that and like a kind and like constructive criticism type of way not like hey you're doing this wrong (laughs) like you know she just said it very like quietly but was like hey like why are you doing that to yourself and I was like yeah you know what you're right I don't really know (laughs) um but I just think that's so important too that you know I think good friends hear you and they should listen to you but also call you out for your bullshit Mm -hmm. (laughs) yes um but I feel like that makes a good relationship and so like shout out like I said to Maddie (laughs) um for being that person because I think that's that's also hard to do as a friend because you never want to come off as hey like you're talking negatively about yourself or like once again you don't want to come off as rude or being insensitive to what the person is saying or talking about but I think it is good to be there for your friends not only to be like hey you're great you're doing awesome I love you but also to be like hey you're kind of being silly here um and you know just reinforce that like I'm as you said earlier, like being a cheerleader, like I'm here for you, and I don't think that's true. Mm-hmm. So, no, definitely. So you also you talked about a book um, that you read. We had like discussed the episode before called Uninvited, and you had some like quotes from that. So I guess you've been reading through it recently, and like, what do you feel like you're gaining from that book, or like any quotes that relate to this topic? Yeah, I'm. So I kind of think I'm learning a lot about um, like my own insecurities as a person. Um, so a lot of times I kind of wonder, like, am I talking too much about my mom? Am I talking too much about what I've gone through? Do people think I'm like this depressed person or whatever? Or like, just the fact of, do I have friends leave me now because I've gone through this and I've kind of changed as a person? Um, so this book really kind of helps like narrow down what exactly is bothering me. Um, so my favorite quote from it that I kind of pulled out is, um, self-rejection paves the landing strip for the rejection of others to arrive and pull on up to the gates of our hearts. Think about when other people say or do things that make you feel rejected. Isn't it in part due to the fact that they just voice some vulnerability you've already berated yourself for? It hurts exponentially more when you're kicked in an already bruised shin, which has really gotten me thinking about all the times I assign these thoughts to others that they never actually think. I hold them accountable to harsh judgments they never make, and I own a rejection from them that they never gave me. So that part of the book kind of really hit me because I think just me in general, I'm like a perfectionist in a lot of different ways and my expectations for myself are sometimes like out of this world um I'll I'll be the first one to admit that I'm very critical and so anytime that those relationships kind of end or they're not really where I want it to be I'm looking at okay what did I do wrong um 
and I'm kind of coming up with like the worst case scenarios like oh I ruined this relationship or oh I did this but those are my vulnerabilities that I kind of have to get past um, and like really dive into my soul and see where these vulnerabilities are coming from because people aren't necessarily saying that Um, I'm automatically assigning it to that person you know yeah and wow I love that now you're gonna just send me that book (laughs) I feel like it's like the same thing we just um recovering is like what basically what Maddie did to me I was like projecting these fear stories of what people think of me and like in my head I'm like people think I'm selfish people think I'm asking too much I don't want to be a burden I want to be good enough and like those are just things that I was saying to myself that like I thought everybody was thinking of me and then like once again, I love you girls for like correcting me and being like, no, we actually don't think that. But like, I just love that quote, because it's so true that like, when somebody says something, and maybe it bothers us just because it's a vulnerability or an insecurity that we have, that we have with it and within ourselves. Um, So yeah, I love that. Maybe I'll have to read that book, (laughs) because it's so true that we project that. And like, we think so much like people are thinking about us. And I also try to come back to this quote that I heard once, but like, everybody cares about themselves in the way that like we always think people are thinking about us or thinking something, Mm. but really they're worried about the same thing probably. Yeah, exactly. Like what are they thinking of me? And then you're thinking that thinking they're thinking something and really nobody's thinking about each other. (laughs) Right. (laughs) They're thinking about themselves. So it's just, it's hard to do that, but I love that quote. And I mean, it kind of like tugs at the heartstrings. Like, like we say, um, just being raw and like telling it how it is. I feel like that's, really how this book is like it gives you a good glance at somebody who's going through some of the same things that you are and I honestly before reading this I probably never would have really thought about like my own self vulnerabilities and why like rejection hurts me so bad um I -hmm. it's just not something that we really think about too much and so it's an interesting perspective to um just see how self-rejection can impact relationships and friendships and any work, anything really. Yeah. I know. I'm just like sitting here, like thinking about that now. I'm like, like, what do I say? Cause I want to expand on that, but I just kind of resonate with that because it's so true that like, I'm also very hard on myself and I set myself to all these standards and like nine times out of 10, people don't expect the things that I expect for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I feel like I have myself on this, like, high goals pedestal like where I'm like I need to do all these things or like people will think this but really I could do the bare minimum people would be like cool yeah (laughs) they'd be accepting (laughs) but it's just like yeah like I think we're so hard on ourselves sometimes and what we need to be doing to be accepted but really it just boils down to like being a good person and, and being honest with yourself and knowing yourself but I don't know even all that's still like something to work through it's not just something you know and I, I keep coming back to the point of self-awareness but even to know your those self-rejections as you said like I don't know that takes a lot of like thinking and yeah I, I always just feel like I come like to this conclusion that people that go through a lot of shit people are like oh how are you like this yeah. and I just feel like that stuff like cultures you <laughs> in the terms of just like you go through things and you're way more empathetic and you're way more self-aware of like who you are, where your flaws are, where you can improve. Um, So I guess if you're going through shit, like, I guess just hold on and (laughs) you will be a better person in the end because you'll be way more empathetic and know yourself better. That's kind of off topic, but I just, I constantly think of like how, how that ties into so many things and so many of the people I've met that 
even the PYM girls, like we've all gone through our own sense of crazy things in our life. Um, but I think that's what's made us, you know, be able to share these stories and, and connect with each other. And connection comes from vulnerability, I guess, in my mind. No, I, I 100% agree. Because like we were talking about earlier, um, we can kind of go out, like we can go on these trips, we can go to parties, we can go to the bars, whatever. We can do like more of these surface level things, but we're not really connecting, like I say our souls, because I mean, I, I kind of, I feel like when you're vulnerable with somebody, you're opening up your soul to them and you're allowing them to make more of a connection than what we make on a surface level um, conversation. And I think those vulnerable conversations really help move your friendship and be like, wow, this person was actually like really insightful and they were really there for me. Um, Yeah. Even like with everything that happened last year, like people at work, I had only been working there for what, like four, maybe five months and they found out about it. And oh my gosh, like the people that were just flooding me with like, positivity and listening ears and just being there and like opening up themselves for me to even be able to talk about what had happened was I mean it was pretty unbelievable and we all have better relationships because of that yeah and I think it's like surprising sometimes or maybe that's just my reaction which then I feel bad about but even like in the senses of getting the PYM girls together in the past year like with the first event that we did um, like last May and then even just this past weekend, like I'm always like, oh gosh, we're getting a bunch of women together. Like this can be, you know, who knows? Girls can be petty. There can be like drama. But I feel like every time that I've done it, and you know, I guess maybe like I'm patting myself on the back that I've found like a solid group of women. Um, and hopefully that's true that the brand attracts that. Um, but I just feel like it's always been very vulnerable and comfortable and everybody's always said that they felt welcomed. And I love that because I feel like it can feel very, as I like started the conversation off of like, I hate feeling like an outsider with certain like girl groups or like trying to mesh with different women. I guess I feel like sometimes that's a struggle or even a barrier for me because I can't always relate. So just thinking of like how we've been able to bring together like women that are willing to share their stories and be vulnerable with each other. I feel like that's made a world of difference when it comes to making the PYM girls community internally feel really good because it's comes back to vulnerability and being honest and sharing like, Hey, we're having a bad day or Hey, like this thing happened in my life. And that's why it is how it is. And I even feel like that moment this past weekend when I, as we've talked about, like what Maddie said, like it just kind of broke down my walls with everybody. Not that I necessarily had them up on purpose, Mm -hmm. but it was just like, everybody then kind of felt more connected. Like you could almost see like a shift in the energy. Maybe that was just me because I was crying. No, I totally agree. yeah, like, and not that anything was wrong, but everybody was just kind of floating by, like, in the weekend, but I definitely felt like that kind of eased any tension, and, like, everybody automatically, like, had a connection, then. but, yeah, I don't know, I just think that's such a good point, and it is so important to, you know, and, and I guess, like, here's a line that I'm I'm going to come back to maybe the negative side of it and be, like, devil's advocate, but it is hard to share vulnerably, vulnerably um, because then you're giving a piece of yourself to that person or that group or whatever, and, that can be hard if the friendship doesn't work out. And I feel like that's why in the recent years I've chosen to be more of an authentic and vulnerable person. And the friends that I have lost, I feel like I take it so much more personally 
because I kind of feel like I share my stories very openly with my friends and my close family and close friends or whatever. Um, and then if we don't end up being friends, I feel like they kind of take a piece of me. And that's where I start to have that negative self-talk of like, okay, what did I do wrong? Like, was it because I shared too much? Did they think this of me? Did they think that? Um, and so it definitely like being vulnerable is really tough and, um, not getting into detail, but even like the conversations we had on the way home from the weekend, like, you know, it's, it's not easy to be a vulnerable person or go through shit and like be able to share it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's what really connects. I keep saying that, but I guess that's what connects us with people because I feel like if I was to just put on blinders and be like, Oh yeah, like I'm fine. That doesn't fix anything. That doesn't help anybody. That doesn't bring anything valuable to the table. Whereas like being honest is, I just feel like so much better. And if you lose friends in that, like, you know, you know who your quality friends are then. But I also just think like, it is an indicator that like, it is hard in friendships. If you tell somebody this vulnerable thing, or you break down in front of them, and then they choose not to be your friend, it leaves you feeling kind of naked in a sense. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's not, it's definitely not comfortable to be like, vulnerable and to let those walls down. But at the same time, like once you kind of start doing it and start like sharing your story and just being like a more raw individual and being authentic, like it kind of just becomes easier and easier every day. Um, and my biggest thing is, um, so since I'm a social worker working with my clients, I expect, well, not expect, I hope for them to be vulnerable with me and let me in and talk about what's really bothering them so at the same time I like to believe that I practice what I preach like I'm not telling them Mm -hmm. to be vulnerable and then here I am over here just kind of dealing with my own shit and not like actually opening up to people so like a lot of times we will express that um in our friend groups and want somebody to like open up but we're not opening up too so it's really important to just focus on like practicing what you preach too definitely and I feel like it comes back to that like it's a two-way road um you know give do to others as you want done to you um and I feel like that applies in this sense as well but yeah I, I think that's totally true and it is a difficult thing to do but I think that's when you're really going to start to get those quality relationships or you're not and like I'm not meaning to turn this into like a dating conversation but once again like I feel like when I was dating, like early on in like high school and college, like it was so immature. But like, when I met my current boyfriend now, like I laid down, I was my vulnerable self date one. And I know he'll confirm that. And like, I was like, so what are your values? Like, tell me like this, what's your emotional baggage? Like, I really just got down to the like, vulnerable question, because I feel like that will really do the testing of who really wants to be in your life and who doesn't. And, you know, coming back to the topic is it's okay for people not to like you. But that's why it's better to share your honest and vulnerable self right off the bat, because then you can weed out the crappy people in your life um, way quicker than like two years, three years into the friendship. And then you're like, oh, wow, like they were complete shit of a friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I think that's so important to um, definitely, you know, be your vulnerable self, because I feel like that's how you're going to really get your quality circle. A hundred percent. And I mean, I even still have some friends, um, like my friend Carissa, we're planning to like FaceTime um, after this podcast today. And 
her and I will sometimes go like a few weeks without even talking. But you know what? She's like one of the people that I know will always be there. Um, And I think that's something important to talk about too, just that like sometimes we don't do the best at reaching out and we have all these different social medias and texting and calling and FaceTiming, whatever, um, Mm -hmm. to be able to reach out. But a lot of times we don't utilize it. And when you have like that solid friendship, um, it kind of survives in those aspects. Like she knows Mm -hmm. sometimes I'll go through these phases where I'm like a hermit and I don't really talk to anybody. Um, and she knows that and she is willing to like kind of work with me on it. And I know 100% that like she'll always be there. Yeah. And I feel like that goes back to the point too, of like, if you feel indifferent, even if you guys haven't talked in weeks, like I have the same kind of friends where like, we don't talk, but I know like when we meet up and get coffee, like we're not, we haven't skipped a beat. Like it feels the total same. They're not mad at me uh, for not talking to them or vice versa. Like we kind of know what is going on in each other's lives. And I do think those kinds of friends are super important as you do get into like your adult life. And just kind of another takeaway for this episode, depending on who's listening is like, if you're a college student, you're definitely going to have like a change, if, especially if you were the type to have like a huge friend group and you guys did all these things in college, like right after people are going all different cities, states, jobs, like all these things and your life changes. And like, even my childhood best friend, like she moved to North Carolina, like midway through college. And like, I would still consider her one of my best friends even though we talk like very rarely now, mm-hmm. but it's just like, she's always going to be one of my closest friends, even though we've taken different routes. But I just think it's important to know that. And like, not all your friends are going to be able to be there all the time, or you're not going to be able to see them all the time, just because as you grow up, things change and life changes and you move and, you know, even people change. But I think it is good to know who your friends are and who those people are going to, that are going to be there for you from a thousand miles away or two miles away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, you could have people who live two miles away that you never really see. And then you can have people who drive like 170 miles, like on the east side to come and visit you. And like, they think that you're worth the drive. Whereas there's always going to be those people who are super close to you in proximity, but not with your soul, you know? Right. Yeah. Well, I love this conversation with you. I guess we're getting close to the 40 minute mark. So we can wrap it up. But are there any other quotes that you wanted to share anything on the topic of friends? Um, I'll share one more from the book um, that also stood out to me that we kind of talked about earlier. It says, no, it's not wrong to need people. But some of our biggest disappointments in life are the result of expectations we have of others that they can't ever possibly meet. That's when the desire to connect becomes an unrealistic need. Unrealistic neediness is actually greediness in disguise. So, I mean, that kind of wraps up, like, what we talked about um, with having those, like, high expectations of the people around us. And sometimes we do put um, these expectations in a place that people, quite frankly, can't meet. Like, they might be able to meet them one day, and then the next day is entirely different. Yeah. And here I am going on another tangent, even though I was just going to wrap it up. But I feel like that's such a good point, too, though, of the expectations, because I'm just thinking of myself, like, I always do these episodes, and I'm like, oh, wow, this is a good point, like, just through the conversation. But, you know, think of those expectations that you have for your friends or other people. And then think about what you 
uphold in the friendship. Now, if you're doing all these things that you're expecting of them, like good for you, that's great. Um, but I feel like even, I mean, quarantine has been kind of a hard time anyways, but I feel like, oh, I want all these friends to reach out to me. And I'm like, hmm, what have I, have I reached out? Have I called them? Have I checked on them? So it's like, once again, coming back to checking yourself, I don't know that just like jolted that thought in my head, but I just think, you know, we have these expectations, but sometimes it might be good to bring ourselves back down to earth and think like, okay, what am I actually doing as a friend? And, you know, once again, maybe you are checking all the boxes, but sometimes it's good to just sit down and evaluate that question. If like you're expecting something from your friends, but you're not doing that either, Mm -hmm. you know, it has to be a fair balance between the two. Definitely. So I agree a hundred percent. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for being on. And I always love when my PYM girls come on. Um, So hope you have a great weekend. Thanks. You too. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Bye, girl. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Pretty Young and Motivated podcast. I won't be sharing a quote of the episode because Stephanie and I shared quite a few throughout the episode. So just listen closely and you'll get your quotes of the day. Um, Stay tuned for another episode coming next week and be sure to follow the PYM girls on Instagram and check out PYM blog for our blog. Thanks for following along. We'll talk soon.